to the 390 podcast. It is week two. I am one of several hosts of this podcast. Patrick Bodelabo, the Candyman, El Patro, everybody's least favorite host, Hallwell. Thank you for coming back. We're excited. Week one is finished. Teams have won. Teams have lost. Everything everybody loves about fantasy football happened and is about to happen again. So let's get in. Let's discuss it. I have with me, of course, as in every week, my two co-hosts, the greatest people in the history of time. Let's start with Jay. Jay, how are you feeling today? That is an intro that I've heard many, many, many times from you, uh, and it's just good to have that consistency. It feels like home. I'm doing well, um, but not so well that I can overshadow my tragic and disgusting defeat in week one. Um, I humble myself uh, before this very podcast uh, moving forward. Uh, hope to be better. Now, did I lose to the second place individual? Yeah, I did. And that should be noted and brought up often, at least until, you know, this week finishes. Um, but looking forward to uh, getting right back up on uh, on the horse or uh, the eagle, uh, as I would say, as uh, Jalen Hurts shall be my salvation uh, and excited to get into the business that we have ahead of ourselves. And how about the other greatest person in the world, Mr. Mike Van Pelt Pelche? How are you doing on this fine Wednesday evening? Thanks, Hallwell. You, you sound a little bit different. I know you were talking about maybe having COVID and at some point, so I'm um, hopefully you know you're getting through that okay, and uh, all the, more like cold bitch. All the best to to you and your family. Um, hashtag blessed. So week one in the books, one and zero. I'm feeling good. Like I said on Tuesday morning, it felt so nice to wake up, cool fall, crisp air. Almost want to put a sweater on, and one and zero. I can't complain. I know you guys may complain. But I feel pretty damn good, and I'm excited to get into it. I think we got a lot to break down this week. We got some very interesting takes on the waiver wire. I think it's just going to be a fun little episode we got in store. Absolutely. Could not agree more. Lots of fun takes and a very busy waiver wire this week. But first of all, here is where I would usually throw to a guest. Uh, but it was discussed in the chat that my brother Mike, oh well, Michael no nickname Hallwell, famously, would be on the podcast, but for reasons uh, that we're not really sure about, but probably criminal, he was not able to make it. So we are, in fact, guestless this week. Mm -hmm. Are you guys okay mm -hmm. with that? How are we going to handle this? Have we confirmed he's been arrested or not? Because that might be the only way he's not banned from the show, 
if he was incarcerated and not able to come on. Otherwise, I can't think of any other good excuse why he wouldn't want to come on. He, he has to be either perpetrator or victim. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think Wouldn't of the victim. Bit, if it's but... both. <laughs> <laughs> Hallwell's find a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, moving into this, let's talk about it. I mentioned this already, as I always do. Six teams won and six teams lost. Guys, how are we feeling about the layout right now? Anything weird showing up? I don't think it's weird. It's very maybe it's weird that it's so consistent every week. Just six teams seem to win and six teams seem to lose. So call me crazy, but that that has not changed um, in my time in 390. So that's wild. I think what Jay alluded to off the top for me, what's a little bit weird looking across the league is that Mike Hallwell's in second place with the team that we all kind of ranked him twelfth with last week. Like that must be some kind of like week one lucky bullshit that happened right there. And he's not here to defend himself, so I can just shit on him and his team for this entire 60-minute episode. Listen, week one was a weird week for everybody, and I think it's no uh, its no question that it was a weird week that's signified by uh, some of the people who won, some of the people who lost. Not all, um, but an interesting factoid. It's rarely uh, the case, but all winners, uh, all the scores of the winners were higher than all of the scores of the losers. The highest loser score was 107. The lowest winner score was 109. We often get the, that really, really rough feeling where you're a, you're a loser, but you scored like 120 points or something you had like the fifth highest score second highest score in the league but you're playing against the highest score of the league that week um this one uh, everything shook out exactly how it was supposed to and i will notice holly uh, i did want to ask you uh, listen uh, obviously uh, we're going to talk about gertie's team but you had by far the lowest score um this week uh, obviously some issues with your qbs uh, unforeseeable but uh, but how are you feeling walking into week two well, well, I, I am just as confident as uh, I have ever been. Um, we, I don't want to spoil a future segment, but I did pick up a quarterback off the waiver that I think will be uh, at season's end, potentially the number one waiver pickup on championship teams. So obviously I feel fantastic about that. And just to allude to something you said a couple of minutes ago that I hadn't, didn't chime in on, um, I was hammered when I made those selections. So those rankings of the, the drafts, I actually was completely wrong. Uh, I just want to say that now for my fans and for the people that I made victims out of, mm-hmm. that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Some of you I was right, but we don't need to talk about that. Some of you, some of you, I was very wrong. Anyway, but that's not the question you asked me. Um, Christian McCaffrey, uh, famously the healthiest person in the history of sports. Um, I'm feeling good about that. Alvin Kamara, um, is, is someone who, you know, his prime is probably three seasons away. So I'm still looking forward to that kind of as he as he moves up throughout this season. Um, DK Metcalf is another one. Uh, everybody wants Geno Smith throwing to them. So, no, I, I know it was a rough, rough score that I got. But I think that's just week one jitters. I think that I'm going to crush it. Uh, and I'll announce it here. And um, I promise that I will post nude photos of myself to the chat if I'm wrong, but uh, undefeated the rest of the season. That's a take. That's a very, very hot take. Unlike those photos you're going to send. Well, they will be spicy. 
Very exciting. I imagine those photos will be in calendar form. Let's talk about some of the early trades. Um, last week, uh, Holly, you and I talked about uh, the first trade made in the league season, uh, and it, it, it's interesting. I'm wondering how you're feeling. Obviously, you still love Gallup. He's not back yet, but he's coming. He's going to be being thrown to by Cooper Rush, and all of a sudden, James Robinson, who you sent my way, looks like he might be um, uh, a little bit more, maybe even 1A to uh, Etienne's 1B uh, with uh, uh, Doug Peterson saying today in practice that um, one of the things I realized is how much the team um, relies on uh, Mr. Robinson. Any any second guesses uh, about our trade deal uh, before the season began? Uh, no, you know what? I'm I'm an ethics guy, and I uh, I immediately traded away James Robinson when I heard that he uh, kicks kittens uh, to prep for every game, and I just didn't want someone like that on my team. Uh, so I have no regrets, and I think that um, in the end, the Lord and Savior will favor me over someone who has James Robinson, even if they are my commissioner. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, sorry, follow-up question to that. Um, so what's your stance on Kareem Hunt, then? Uh, Kareem Hunt or Kareem Hunt? Because I love Kareem Hunts, uh, but Kareem Hunt... Uh, again, another player who, you know, just approaching his prime, much like Alvin Kamara, uh, gentle players, both of them, uh, famously. So that's always a positive. Um, so I, I think that um, if he's not traded, I think that Cream uh, Hunt will probably finish his RB2 uh, this mm. year mm. out of uh, all of the running backs. Okay. Um, just, just because of his uh, kind heart. I meant more on the ethical side, but, but I'll take your answer to answer both. That question. Oh no, he's he's never a foot over the line ever. Fair enough. All right, the word is gospel, Hallwell. As always, as the host of this podcast, you know we take what you've got to say straight to the heart, as you should. As you should. Now, this is um, this is kind of, you know, we're only on week two, uh, third episode of the podcast, so I'm still getting used to things. So uh, up next, I think we're going to have uh, something that everybody's familiar with, including me, and that's the head honcho huddle. But I'm going to throw it to someone else to cover it. And I will do so. As the head honcho commissioner of the league, Howell, you, you always set me up, man. Listen, one of the things I got to say is great week one, everybody. Not a lot of news from the commissioner's office. Um, uh, as I mentioned in the chat, really just want to throw out some appreciation for those who had some some um, scores to settle, some bet issues. Um, those have been resolved. And again, um, already mentioned in the chat, but really just want to throw it out to Team Fuckboy for changing their name Um nearly instantaneously i gotta say they were they were on it uh we really appreciate that adherence uh, here in the league and uh, we're excited for the rest of the league moving forward that's all the head honcho has to say one of the things uh, maybe i'll tag on here is remember um one of the things that we're doing um starting this year and and, and throughout the league as the possibility of rule changes come about as rules uh, that we think might make the league more fun, more interesting, or otherwise um, uh, come to any league member's mind. Um, feel free to share those in the chat. Um, 
if they get a second, if we get some traction there, um, we'll have a host of rules that we will consider at the end of the league season, once the league season is finished, to vote on for implementation for the following year. Um, we've talked about this on the podcast before, talking about half uh, PPR, full PPR, talking about slight scoring adjustments, maybe first down score counting. Um, uh, uh, and of course, uh, you know, the big one that we will be voting on, that's on everyone's mind, um, uh, the uh, relegation issue. And again, this will happen uh, at the end of the season, voting for next year. But just want people to be thinking, hey, you know what? Oh, I think this is a cool rule. Maybe we could do it in our league. Oh, no, we can't. Like, there's no way to have that happen. There is. Submit it to the league. If it gains some traction, we'll talk about it at the end of the season. So door is always open. And with that, I close my segment. Can I open it just a crack for one quick question? Please do. Can I submit something uh, via air right now, or do I have to do it in the chat? Well, of course, you can submit something uh, via the air right now. But if nobody talks about it in the chat over the next couple of days, the likelihood that it goes anywhere is is very small. So I'd oh, say put it okay. here. And then, and then stir up the conversation again a couple of days in the chat, because otherwise, uh, if it falls on deaf ears or, or people are driving so they can't text the chat immediately after hearing this, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you run the risk of it falling by True. the wayside. But it would be a good, um, good test to see how many league listens to the, to the show, right? If we got like a year and a on this. Um, one thing that's crossed my mind um, quite seriously as I look at the landscape of my fantasy leagues is the buy-in. $50, we upped it a little bit. We got a little more serious, but this is my favorite league, the one I consider I am the most passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't mind you know, making that a, a quick, clean 100, maybe even more if we had to, but that's something I've been thinking about. I know Neville has trouble raising $50 throughout the entire year to pay for this league, so maybe that won't get as much traction, but personally, this is my favorite league, surprisingly, Um, and I wouldn't mind paying more. So I will throw that into the chat, but that's just what I would throw into the ring. Um, let's get some more bank on this. Let's get some, some more action. Absolutely. The commissioner did notice you use the word surprisingly, and he was not thrilled about that. And he will remember that, but I think it's a great idea. Uh, and, and, and that may be up for consideration. Just for the record that had to do with all the hooligans in the league and nothing to do with anyone on this podcast. Well saved. Well saved. Um, that's it for the head honcho huddle break. Wow. That's just as always, you are the dream commissioner that we always wanted Jay. And I'm so happy to hear all those things. I will say, um, being close personal friends since childhood of one of the other members of this league, um, expect in your DMS and potentially when there are guests of this podcast, some real, real insulting, uh, suggestions coming your way commissioner um but you know what uh maybe you guys just won't have studs on so uh if you do you know it could be a controversial episode if you don't probably for the best that guy's a son of a bitch i would hate to move things on too quickly here but uh if you guys are okay with it maybe we should touch on the waiver wire nods all around nods all around now I, I will actually probably throw this to somebody else because i've been talking so much but i want to comment on the first one so i will lead and then throw it to someone else after that and what i will say is that sorry just we, 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 seen, we can't get sued um so could you please mention our sponsor um for the segment oh uh that was going to be part of the throwing to the next person um but yeah if you want to leave this podcast you can fucking leave this podcast fucker uh yeah uh fucking baconators are dope and they are sponsoring the wendy's waiver wire 
Welcome to the Wendy's Waiver Wire. I am Patrick Hallwell, and I will be starting us off. The waiver pick of the week, of the year, of all time. And this one blew me away. I cannot believe no one else saw this. Robbie Anderson, and we just mentioned him, went to Suds. And he only spent $13 on the future number one ride receiver. And I cannot believe no one else saw this coming. Uh, Jay, you were in there. You were in there. Uh, $6. Um, you know, you, I guess you predicted that no one else was going to bid on the greatest receiver in the league. Uh, and then uh, Ryan. Ryan, $0. Again, thinking no one else would be there. But Suds just blowing minds with this amazing incredible uh selection that's all i wanted to say i will uh pass the segment on to someone else to comment on what i said and to uh to lead from there as i eat my baconator i think it's uh important that we don't give ryan too much uh credibility he just literally bid zero dollars on mm-hmm. every player there mm-hmm. was um uh now uh listen again i gotta say i, I humble myself before the podcast i acted a damn fool Coming out here and thinking that I could somehow get Robbie Goddamn Anderson for six dollars, <laughs> uh, I insult myself. I insult Robbie Anderson, um, and honestly, I, I insult Suds. Um, you know, he has to come here and show me what's what, um, and and I and I thank him for for doing so. Uh, and I ask him for one more, please, sir, uh, another. Um, so listen, um, is it as bad? You know, bidding six dollars for Roddy Anderson is it as bad as bidding eighteen dollars for Devin Duvernay. No, that's far, far worse. Um, Devin Duvernay uh, will not get eighteen more fantasy points the rest of the season. Um, but again, uh, 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 humbled in the face of three toes and an ass cheek. Indeed, Mike, uh, you can comment on what Jay said uh, in perfection, really, mm-hmm. or uh, move, it, move us along. Yeah, I think one thing that confused me about it all, and yeah, you're right, Suds knocked it out of the park. What confused me about your intro there, Hallwell, was how you admitted you were silly and saw him as the number one wide receiver the rest of the season, but you did not put a bid on him. So is that just like, are you playing the slow game? Is it like you realize a mistake after? Were you too drunk to put a bid on? Like, well, what happened there? Uh, well, all great suggestions, um, and, and thank you for providing me with options for my failure. But really, it's English is my second language, uh, and I just misspoke. I just misspoke, mm-hmm. and uh, I screwed up heavily uh, and now wish that I'd seen that he is going to be the greatest receiver of the season and potentially all time. Okay. Understood. Thank, um, thank you for the uh, for providing me the clarification. Yeah, shout out to Ryan, who's, uh, as I said last week, been pretty irrelevant for the last uh, three years and continued to do so on the waiver wire. I don't think he heard the first episode where we had that PSA where you want to use the money to improve your team and spend your money to try to win. Um, also confused. Ryan maybe thinks this is just like a classic rotating waiver wire. Like maybe he just doesn't, right. he hasn't clued into the fact that it's a fab. Like maybe he's just like, wow, well, I, I can't keep, I keep being last on the waiver wire. What is going on? Also, he put $7 in for Curtis Samuel. So I guess that disproves that a little bit. But my, my overarching point here is to not put anything in for on Robbie Anderson makes much less sense to me. So it's like he thought it was fab once and then just forgot about it for the rest. I, I don't know. But um, right. guess whose names we don't see here? 
Danish. Actually, I could guess. Danish. I think. And Andre uh, won one. No, my second. Andre listened to the podcast. Correct. No, Andre listened to the podcast in a couple ways. Yeah. Yeah. So what a he's changed. I guess you know not being commissioner has allowed him to focus on his roster, so we can give him that. Um, But Danish is not here. Again, I think you know nothing super over the top this week. You know, I'm just going to kind of take over the segment. Um, The biggest one is us. Sorry, is you, Hallwell. You're picking up Joe Flacco for $16. Reeks of absolute desperation. I mean, it's no $31 for Taysom Hill in another league we all may be in. Um, but what's the thought process there? How do you feel he will benefit your team? I totally understand. Um, you know, he's he's only going to be playing like potentially. You know, he could be week one and week two and done. Probably he's going to have week three, maybe week four. Uh, so why this quantity of dollars? And there is just one reason for it: that if you are a player on the Jets, you're going to do well this year, and that's something that I think everybody understands. And I think that we're not going deep enough with it. You know, everybody's got their Brees Halls and their Michael Carters, but they're not looking into the third, fourth strings. And Joe Flacco is starting right now. Um, So much like Robbie Anderson, I do feel that Joe Flacco will be the second best QB of the year uh, after Zach Wilson. And of course, I'm I'm a Bengals fan, so it pains me to say that. But uh, I do think that is what will happen. And that's why I did that. And, you know, it turned out to be an overpay, but I'm glad I got the guy I needed. Needed, not wanted, needed. Needed. And then the last one that sticks out to me would be Rex, Sexy Rexy, getting 16 bucks by Gertie. But what's surprising is the next bids were $2 by Andre and then 0 by Nolan and Ryan. Jay, what are your thoughts there? Is everyone sleeping on Rexy or did Gertie overpay by that much? Listen, I think that's an interesting one. I would not... $16 is, is fine. Right, that's uh, that's a guy that uh, sits in your lineup for maybe a couple weeks. I do think the Rex Burkhead train is an overreaction. I think you know, um, obviously, there's a recalibration of, of how high the Texans are on Damian Pierce. Um, certainly, some questions about the other aspects of his game other than running. We can he he can run. We know that. Can he run block? Can he, um, uh, you know, pick up the defense um, uh, and so on and so forth? Those are the things I think we're seeing the Texans wanting to, to lean him into. So you get a couple of weeks out of uh, Rex Burkhead, you've paid him off the $16. I don't think it's going to be more than that. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not on the train, uh, but I don't think you look at that, especially uh, uh, since it's Gertie, there's no way Rex doesn't improve his team. Rex has got to be his Q, his RB probably one and a half at this point, but uh, I think for most of the other teams in the league, uh, uh, an overspend where they're concerned. Well said, well said. I'm going to move on to the uh, free agent side of this. If there's anything else that sticks out to us here, you know, not to toot my own horn, I loved my two moves, uh, Kyle Phillips and Zach Moss. I think I got rid of some fluff on my bench in Zamir White and Tyler Algier. I don't know that I feel those two being scratched. I know White may not have been scratched, but he didn't get a touch. Um, tough time for those two backs. I like what I saw from Moss. I like what I saw from Phillips week one. And I'm just hoping, again, you know, your bench is all about those guys who you think may break out later in the year, and you're just going to sit on them. 
I say that, then I'm probably going to bid 100 on Tyler Algier in four weeks when he becomes a Falcon starting running back. Um, but that's how I felt about my moves. I do want to point out Nolan here making three free agent moves, adding two defenses, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, clearly believes you know in that division, and also picking up uh, Tyron Davis-Price, hoping to get a bit of that San Fran backfield. What did you guys think? Any free agent pickups kind of intrigue you here, or was it just uh, you know fluff all over? Not a lot of action for me here. I think, uh, again, you're seeing the amount of movement, um, uh, both in the waiver wire and the free agency, um, uh, a lot of reaction to week one, um, a lot of people uh, uh, kind of, we're a redraft league. Uh, it doesn't make sense to try and believe in some of these uh, rookie players or these uh, these running backs that are fourth on the depth chart, but had some good preseason moments. Um, so nothing amazing here. I think nothing, uh, you know, the Mike Davis train. Um, uh, Mike Davis kills you again if you started him, believing that he was going to be the guy for a couple weeks. Um just uh, just devastating, really. But uh, yeah, nothing that's uh, that makes my eyes pop out of my head. Oh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's there's really nothing for me either. The one thing I did just notice just now is that interesting in the um, the way that teams or managers try and fill their roster, because I see here that Christian Watson was added by Nolan. And then if we go down, uh, Romeo Dubes was actually cut. By, by me, of course, obviously I knew that. And for me watching uh, that game, uh, that's not the way that should go. I think that if you're going to own one of them after the first game, it should be Dubs, not Watson. So I don't know why I did that now that I point that out. But anyway, um, just interesting to see that. I could see both of these guys being added and dropped throughout the year, though. If I know you like I think I do, you're very, your thought process is very linear. So you were just like, I can't have this roster position filled by this player based on the structure of my team and how week one went. So I know you're having a bit of a, a rough night. You're a little under the weather. So that's, I think, your thinking there. Um, if I know you as well as I think I do. I am a linear bitch. Any who? I think, uh, I think that covers all of us. And uh, I think... I think I'm throwing this to Mike, but if Jay wants to talk, he can. Uh, I think we've got an interesting little uh, segment coming up, and I'll, I'll let Mike uh, go ahead and talk about it. Sure. Um, we've got the rumor mill, uh, presented by Carl's Jr., of course. You know, controversial maybe having two different uh, fast food chains on the show, but when they throw the kind of money at you like they do, we could not say no. So Carl's Jr., um, try their just classic cheeseburger out of this world uh, you have to go to the states to get it but we highly recommend it all of us here on the podcast um hashtag carl's sleep well let's talk a little bit we don't have the mystery source anymore at least i have not been contacted by the mystery source i don't know who it is hallwell you think it's suds um you know you've gone on about that how it must be suds for years if not decades um but i don't know i've never gotten any of these letters anymore so I just put a couple points together that I know are actual facts and maybe we can just discuss as a group. So let's start with the first one here. Gertie, I think, is making it known he wants to shake his team up. Um, we obviously could have told him that after the draft. Let's jump into Gertie's team a little bit. What do you guys think in terms of his roster and should he make a move? Should he panic? Should he overreact? What's Gertie thinking at this time of the year? It's a, it's a 
Great question, uh, Mike, and I think um, it's none of the above. I think that Gurney is trying to practice for dynasty leagues. Um, so I think he's purposely losing for a draft pick here. Um, and so that shakeup, I think, is um, though might not make sense to those of us who plan on winning this year. Um, in a redraft league, of course, it's important to practice for other leagues um, and to, to waste your $50 that way. So a shakeup is just uh, him gaining experience, and I cannot credit him enough for that. Um, good for him. Uh, kudos. Yeah, I think we got to remember where Gertie was last year, what we on the podcast were saying about his team last year. Like when I look at this team, he is just one Daryl Henderson injury, Najee Harris injury, Antonio Gibson injury, and probably like, I don't know like two other injuries away from being a middle tier team. Right. And I think we all know that injuries can happen in football. They do. They do. We've seen it happen in football. So if, if I'm uh, Gertie, um, obviously uh, I am going to various football stadiums around America and trying to trip guys who look like they play football. Um, and uh, listen, I think uh, we could be singing a very different tune in, in a couple of weeks weeks if a bunch of teams stop playing football you're right he certainly did not pose any type of challenge to me last week um the four o'clock games rolled around and i felt good i was just like oh i'm already ahead i don't need to even worry you know i the fun of fantasy football is at least going into like the sunday nighter with the game on the line but gertie just like laid down week one and you're right maybe he's just practicing for dynasties or maybe he is just banking on everyone dying in terrible plane crashes over the next three months i have no idea um but it is pretty wild and pretty telling what he's been saying in the chat trying to shake up that roster but speaking of the chat the commissioner himself has openly stated he is looking for possibly a little wide receiver action to give up some running back depth jay why don't you tell us about that and What's happening on the streets out there with you? Never in my life did I think that there was even a shred of possibility that Chris Godwin could be hurt. Unheard of. I just, um, I never in my lifetime. So so you, you can, you can understand um, uh, the shakenness I felt when I heard that a man who has the literal name God in his surname. And win. Immediately followed by win. Hurt his hammy. Um, and, and, and I was unprepared. Now I will say there were a couple of deals on the table, some, some banter thrown around, um, but I did have my eyes on a couple of possibilities on the waiver wire. And I'm pleased to say um, uh, I, I landed uh, what I can only uh, assume to be the greatest wide receiver of all time, uh, his name, uh, with DJ Chark. Um, thrilled to have uh, landed him, I think, um, while everyone was looking for somebody, uh, anybody who had the last name Samuel, um, I snuck in um, and landed a Chark. And uh, so – my needs are not as strong, uh, but they still remain. I've been mm-hmm. uh, I've been open and honest about that. So if, uh, if some people have some, uh, some wide receivers that they think they might want to deal, I've got uh, some pretty sumptuous 
running backs on my squad. So uh, so hit me up. You know my digits. Let's see if we can swing a deal. That you do, and I will say, you know, we had a quick little chat, Jay, and, you mm-hmm. know, when I look at, I liked it because I looked at your team and I was like, oh, I could see something working here. You know, and we're mm-hmm. not there yet, and I don't know if we will get there, but it was it was interesting just to kind of get my first, like, toe in the water with trade talks, right? So we'll, we'll see. It's it's exciting. I want to throw it to Hallwell here. Um, you know, we couldn't get him on the show tonight, but what do you think about Suds and his ability to pull a trade off with Jay? Uh, I think I think it's um, it's entirely possible. Uh, I, Hallwell, uh, will speak for myself and Suds when I say that in all seriousness, Jay is the best person in this league to trade with. Mm. However... Uh, my team, Hallwell, I think that I will approach you, Jay, because there are some changes that need to be made. But Suds' team is too good. Suds uh, right now doesn't feel the need to make changes. Suds doesn't feel the need to overreact to week one. Um, we all know him as uh, Mr. Fantasy. He has been dubbed that by other people. And uh, he's thinking right now that he is making it into the playoffs on the team he drafted and some waiver wire pickups. Um, but he can be taken advantage of in future weeks. So uh, don't forget about him. He loves getting the messages, but he might shut you down immediately, though politely, I will say, because that suds. He's a Slytherin, but he's a polite Slytherin. <laughs> well said, well said. All anyway, right. if that's all we have from the uh, now very lame... Uh, mystery source slash rumor mill segment. Yeah, well, um, when I don't have the mystery source, I've got nothing juicy for you. When someone's not slashing up the entire league with insults, it's a little less exciting, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, you're the one who's in charge of the mystery source, so maybe you should get in contact with the mystery <laughs> source and maybe talk to the mystery source about maybe ways that the mystery source could get involved in the podcast. But we're finished with that segment, and I, not the mystery source, would like to move on. So, I think if anybody uh, doesn't have any problems with it, I think we might want to move on to predictions, and maybe we should talk a little bit about last week. Um, I don't want to point out anybody in particular. Uh, I did very, very poorly in my predictions. I was only right on two picks, and I feel awful. I'm ashamed of myself. I haven't been able to talk to my family about only getting two of the games correct. Um, so I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Guys, can you tell me how many you guys got right last week? Well, I'll uh, jump Mike, in Mike, here. Sorry, Jay, Jay. Yeah, Jay. I meant yeah, um, uh, we, we got to remember, uh, this is a week two predictions by Popeyes. Love those predictions from Popeyes. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen um, the absolutely astounding film, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, it's a film about a young man who receives some superpowers. Um, but before he gets those superpowers, he's in a, 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 a different place. Uh, his parents have sent him to a special uh, fancy kid school and he wants to leave. He wants to bow out. Uh, and so he does a, a multiple choice test and he, and he gets, he gets zero. He gets zero out of a hundred on this test. And, and he's like, Oh gosh, I guess you have to kick me out of school. But his teacher, his teacher's onto him. See, cause she teaches at a smart kid school where it's, you know, um, uh, it's not public funded. The parents have to pay money. So she's fucking rich. Anyway, she recognizes that on multiple choice, you know, if you just guessed every single one of them, you'd still get about 50, right? That's just the average, the odds. So for him to get literally every question wrong, 
it means he actually knew every single question. And that's just a fun story I like to tell my friends. Uh, notably, uh, in week one, I went 0 for, 0 for 6. <clears throat> and that's all I have to say about that. All right, Jay is Spider-Man. Mike, uh, how about you? How'd you do? It's a nice thing anybody ever said to me. Yeah, have you guys seen Squid Game? You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> is that how you're feeling right now? Like you're in a Squid Game? Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like I'm doing that platform challenge where one is like real and one is fake. And I got mm. through the first one. And then just bombed it after that. You know, one for five. Or sorry, one for six. One and five is my record coming into week two. And the only game I got right was myself. Which is also weird in some ways. So, um, it's actually impressive how terribly we did. And I'm just going to write it up to a weird week one. And I think we're going to uh, have a better week two. So, I think we should, uh, we should talk about that. Let's forget about the past. Let's talk about the future. I absolutely love it. So um, if we are ready to start with a plum, let's go with uh, Jay. And I think uh, you have a matchup that I would love to hear your opinions on. Yeah, absolutely. I'll open up with uh, Andre versus Suds in week two, another divisional matchup. So if we look at the predictions here, um, Pelt and myself like Andre on this one. And then interesting, Holly, you chose Suds. <clears throat> and we'll certainly get your thoughts on that in a moment. But let's look at these teams. <clears throat> the key thing I want to point out is that when I look at these teams, Suds doesn't even have defense in place. Now, I should be clear. He has a defense that's on his bench, and his defensive spot is empty. Uh, listeners from last year will recognize that uh, we often will uh, uh, target this tardiness um, uh, with wild abandon, and, uh, and so that's 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 mark one. And I think when I look at this team and I see that large butt as, of an avatar, uh, I, I can't help but think that uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett feeling good i'm feeling good against the jets i'm feeling good for jacoby feeling strong recent pickup by andre curtis samuel in the flex spot mm, put your money where your mouth is and it is it's right there in his flex spot now i gotta give it to sudsy here zach Ertz over hunter henry never liked hunter henry had him on my teams in past years not a fan not a fan clyde edwards hilaire on Sud's team, yeah, he had a good first week, and that's he's he's the new Sammy Watkins. That's the only good week he's going to have is that week one. That's it. He's done. It's over for him. Um, listen, good personal friend of the show, Austin Eckler there, but he can't carry this whole team. He can't. He can't do it. Allen Robinson over on Andre's team is going to have a big bounce back against the ATL. That's a shootout. He is going to catch passes. In the end, I think uh, Andre just has too much, and he's going to overwhelm Suds, and this one is going to go to Andre. Mm. Gentlemen, uh, either rebuttals. Let's uh, Hallwell, why don't you go ahead? Uh, you picked Suds. Um, why did you do so? Well, I just have so much respect for the guy in general, but there are more reasons that. First of all, I don't know what you're talking about. There is a defense on Suds' team. I can see it right here in the matchup that I'm looking at. So, uh, first of all, your first point is null and void so i don't know what to take away from the rest of it what i will say is i, I like your analysis of andre i uh, generally like 
Andre's team. Um, if Suds, if Suds were here to defend himself, my God, uh, would he lamb base you? But he's not. So mostly, uh, he's just, uh, you know, the Zach Ertz thing you talked about. Jacoby Brissett. Sorry, um, I, you guys probably haven't heard this week's episode of Scotch and Sports yet, but True, the yeah. the Jets cornerbacks were the number one ranked cornerback duo of week one of the NFL 2022 season. And therefore I do think Jacoby Brissett is going to put up one of those Aaron Rodgers type games. Uh, and so I don't see that happening MVP. versus Joe Burrow MVP. and Derek Carr. Also Derek Carr versus, and, and, you know, on the other side of things as well with Kyler Murray, that's going to be a shootout. Um, so, but Kyler Murray is not as good as Derek Carr clearly. So I think that this is obviously Suns is, especially with the defense. He's put in the defense. So, yeah. um, I, Sorry, I just was going to jump on the uh, Jacoby Brissett Scotch and Sports uh, point. How have you listened to it already? That was just recorded earlier tonight, and that's impressive that, you know, Suds was on with us, and now you have already listened to it. I think it's been out for about 20, mm. 23 minutes. So that yeah, is... I li- I listened to it at three times the speed, and I have uh, incredible computing power in my brain. Wow, that's that's incredible. Um, sorry, Jay, I, I cut you off. I will throw in my quick oh, opinion here, though. Please do. Um, Suds has a defense back in there. I am officially changing my pick to Suds because I do like him in this matchup. But I, as you said, I can't give a matchup to an incomplete lineup. So it's full, and I'm switching my pick to Suds. Wow. Oh, so Jay, you look like a like an idiot. Um, what do we think? Do we want to go with your uh, your next pick, or are we going to mix things up here? We're going to go with my next pick. All right, your next pick. Another interesting game, and this one this time actually involves me. So I'm very, very curious. It's, it's the two hosts, and then so I'm the only one who can do it. It's a uh, it's not going to be close. This one I like for pelt. Um, listen. Um, it is tough when you have to spend $16 for Joe Flacco off the waiver. It's even tougher when you have to play him immediately in your lineup. Not a big fan. Now, AJ Dillon in there in the, in the, in the flex, I like it a lot more than I like Chris Olave. Um, but uh, maybe, maybe Olave goes for it. You never know. McCaffrey had a so-so game. There's no doubt that the Panthers are keeping an eye on him, keep him in check. They're not going to unleash him anytime soon. That's a that's a 10-pointer at most. Um, listen, Herb, your enthusiasm. Uh, Pelt's team has Justin uh, Herbert. That's that's 40 points, right? Just right there. Dotson sounds like a car. I'm all for it. He is going to drive all over your team, Holly. There's nothing on your team that I like. I like Jacoby Myers. I actually like Jacoby Myers quite a bit. Okay. I like him. He's good, but not good enough. This one's going to pelt and it's not going to be close. Uh, well, what I will say is I, I did also pick pelt. Um, so I, I can't disagree too much. I appreciate that you think that the lowest projected scorer is the only player on my team that you like. Um, but uh, essentially the main reason that um, I picked uh, my co-host over myself is uh, I don't have any bangles on my team. And if you don't have any bangles on your team, you can't win. And Mike doesn't either, but the projected says Mike's going to win. So no bangles, 
go with the projected, and that's as easy as ever come to me. Yeah, I'm glad you can, uh, you know, not let your team get in the way of the reality that is facing you and Joe Flacco. Um, I haven't even optimized my lineup yet, I'll fully admit. I haven't even really gone in there. Um, you know, I'm going to get Jeff Wilson in that flex. I've pulled out Drake London already. I'm maybe going to pull out Mariota for Daniel Jones, you know, given they're playing the Rams. That's just how deep my bench is. I just, I'm feeling good in week two. You know, this isn't all about me, but this matchup is, and I'm all over it. Um, probably going to lose after being this confident, but, uh, you know, feeling good. Feeling very good as you should from the unanimous decision. And as I am totally paying attention and not entering information on the fly, uh, let's throw it to you, Mike, to keep going and see how you think our new glorious commissioner will fare against Ryan. All right, this one's interesting. You know, we love the first three weeks of divisional matchups in 390. A lot of fun. You really get to kind of stake your lead or maybe bury yourself. This is one um, 0-0. Or sorry, 0-0. If only you could be 0-0 after week one. 0-1 versus 0-1. Jay versus Ryan. We'll see who comes out on top here. I've got the commish. Jay also has the commish. Um, how well you haven't put a pick in yet. You're obviously super prepared. Oh, Ja. Ja is going to win. J-A. I'm assuming he means J. Um, so it's a clean sweep for the commish. Uh, now it's populated. It now it says J. This isn't happening live at all. You were totally prepared and just as an internet connectivity issue. So if our consensus picks from last week are anything to tell us, we're probably going to get all these picks wrong. But we've all taken Jay. Something's got to give. They're both 0-1, as I said. I think Stafford's got the easy day at home versus ATL. Hurt should have a decent day in prime time. But I'm going to give the QB nod to the commissioner. I think over Brady and over Winston... You know, I don't think Winston did much till the fourth quarter when the Falcons decided not to uh, play defense anymore. Um, Brady, as I said earlier, or maybe I said it on Scotch and Sports, I don't remember anymore. It all melds together. He was, you know, not having his best today, so we'll see if he can bounce back. But I'm giving the quarterbacks to Jay here. Receivers are actually pretty tight um, across the board. There's no huge names on either side, but I don't like Ryan necessarily starting feeling. And I don't love Cooks against the Denver defense. Um, given the edge to the commish with Samuel, Waddle, and Shark here. Um, there's a shark in the water. Running backs, that's the only place I can really see Ryan getting the edge. He's got Mixon, Henry, and Daryl Henderson there. And then that's over a possibly injured Harris, Robinson, and Penny. So again, I think the commish brings some heat, but I give Ryan the slight edge there. Rounding it out, tight ends, Kelsey and Goddard. I'm going to give that to Kelsey. It's tight. But I'm giving it to Jay. Thinks he squeaks it out because of the Falcons just letting the Rams put up 50. Uh, yeah, I can confirm I agree with all of those things. I think it's an even matchup uh, throughout the lineup, and I'll give it to our commissioner for the quarterback situation this week. Uh, if the commissioner has nothing to add to us praising him, uh, I have a quick question. Uh, since we are doing this live, let's uh, provide some administration. Do we have a segment coming up after this where we have people who sent in questions? Because if we don't, then I will bring up a question that was sent in to me. We do. We do. We do. All right. So let's just move on. Pelt, what is your second 
Uh, game, we have you here. Oh, this is an interesting one. These are two league favorites. Pelt, kick mm. us off. Fuckboy versus Neville. Um, hot dog in a hallway versus the fuckboy himself. So fresh off a tough loss in the 37th annual fuckboy bowl. Um, they take on each other here. You know, the headlines write themselves. I don't really need to say too much, but I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go and I'm going to talk about the defenses first, because I think we just go quarterbacks down too often. And I just want to switch things up. Risky proposition. He's putting in, sorry, fuckboy's putting in the Chargers defense versus KC. On the other side, a hot dog in the hallway, Neville. Mm, he's playing San Fran against Seattle. I'm giving that to the hot dog. Tight ends. Waller over shirts. Schultz. Oh, I can't even speak. Giving that to, uh, to fuckboy here. So, receivers. Again, tight across the board. I think much like Jay's matchup. I'm going to give the slight edge to hot dog. I think with Lockett and Duvernay, I'm not quite sold on them. I like Diggs, obviously, in that Buffalo offense more, and McLaurin, Scary Terry. Running backs is where I think this match kind of peaks. Um, running backs, you got Jonathan Taylor on Curtis's side. He's also got Jacobs, and then he's got Patterson. And let's let's if you guys saw any of Patterson last week, dude is still a machine. He was running over people. Should have won the game for the Falcons, but uh, this isn't Scotch and Sports, so I won't go any more into that. Um, giving it to Curtis over Fournette, Harris, and Breesy here. Quarterbacks, I think, is pretty even across the board in this one for me. Lamar and Tanny for Hot Dog up against Rodgers and Wilson. For Curtis, I see Russell maybe settling into that Denver offense and having a big week here against Houston. And that, for me, puts Curtis over the top, and he's going to take the win. Uh, love it. Uh, nothing at all to disagree with on that. Jay, do you have any uh, comments to make? I predict Lenny Fournette, who's got uh, a little hammy thing going on, uh, you know, doesn't do much, and it becomes the Rashad White show. This is all fuckboys. Fuckboys from all three of us put in on time. And now we will move on to me, Hallwell, predicting. And let's go with, let's, let's go with uh, the matchup of Gertie versus Danish. Because uh, that is very fun for me. We've already talked a lot about Gertie uh, today and not a lot about Danish uh, other than him not going to the waiver wire. One thing we didn't mention is maybe he doesn't need to go to the waiver wire because this Danish is a strong Danish and a Danish we are not used to. And that is going to be the theme of this prediction because very much so this is David versus Goliath if David did not have a slingshot. So... Like, there's not much to say. Gertie, uh, you know, you have the wide receiver advantage. You're going to have that every week. We'll see what happens when you face Mike Hallwell, but you have the wide receiver advantage. And then literally nothing else. Danish has DeAndre Swift in the flex, who was one of the sexiest looking running backs of week one. Uh, every position, just every position. Um, not to mention that I'm still struggling my, with my internet here to pull up the teams, so I'm going by my notes. But uh, I seem to remember seeing that Gertie is playing four players in the game in Indy versus Jacksonville. And that right there is enough for me to say that you have not put your roster together properly. And I know we said this about him at the beginning of last year, and 
he ended up winning. But he does not have Jonathan Taylor, and that was it. And so this game, to me, is completely one-sided. It's the easiest I've ever had to predict a game. The projection is not different enough from what I remember. Again, I cannot see the teams right now. But for me, I'm glad I went with this one first because it's easy. It is very much the fish winning, the Swedish fish winning this one uh, without any sort of issue. Go ahead. Anybody wants to chime in. Listen, I'll just say that I will be stunned when the Swedish Fish goes 2-0. and um, I think there was, a, there was a little bit of a ballyho when we were talking about relegation and stuff. Some wink-winks, nods-nods towards uh, our Swedish compatriot uh, of who would be in that uh, space. And uh, it looks like he may be um, uh, the Gertie of the season by making fools of us all. Uh, but if he's the Gertie of this season, that makes Gertie the Swedish Fish of this <laughs> season. And that's going to play out right here. No good. Gertie goes out down 0-2, and it just doesn't look good. Listen, maybe Ramondre Stevenson gets the passing work that he was supposed to have uh, that Ty Montgomery took, and then Ty Montgomery went to the IR. But word is in some practices, Damian Harris is catching passes, by the way. So there's just nothing going right. Uh, uh, you know, we've got Swift in the flex over on, 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 on Danish's team. Uh, this is, uh, I'm glad I'm not facing him. It looks rough. We'll see what Swift happens. Swift didn't practice today, though. But oh. they <laughs> say it's him. Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday. That's what they say. That is what they say. Mike, thank you for your addition. I will then move on to my next and the final matchup of the week. Uh Two of everybody's uh, least favorite trash talkers in the league going up against each other. We have Nolan versus Mike Hallwell. Mike Hallwell famously was going to be the first guest on the 390 podcast, and we all know how that went. So this one, um, again, uh, I'm getting a kind of one-sided one here. Uh, if I do say so, um, we've all in fact gone for Nolan. Um, and I think that is pretty easy to predict based on the, uh, rankings we had. I think it is anyway, doesn't matter looking through it though. I will say that Michael Hallwell's projected here is unfair. I do not agree. I think this is actually a tight matchup. I think that, um, that I don't know, a Green Bay secondary should be better. They're not facing Justin Jefferson. Um, and speaking of Justin Jefferson, obviously Mike Hall's wide receivers are going to win most matchups. Uh, and then, you know, maybe Dallas is finally going to figure out how to properly use Tony Pollard. Melvin Gordon apparently is not being properly used to his benefit. Uh, things like that. And then the thing most of all, Carson Wentz, I think, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, QB1 at the end of the year, like he's showing he may be after week one, but I think he has another amazing week against this Detroit team. Detroit is going to give teams fits and come back with, you know, 30 points in the second half, whatever it was. But I think that QBs are going to be able to light them up. And I don't need to spend too much time on defense, but I think this Tampa Bay defense pick could be a really good one. I like this Tampa Bay defense play. He was going to do it anyway, but I think it could give him some strength. All that being said, that only is me saying it's going to be close. Nolan has the better team. You know, that Josh Allen, um, Gabe Davis stack is incredible. Saquon Barkley is going to be doing things 
all day long. Singletary is going to be interesting. Mike Thomas showed up. Don't fully believe in Trey Lance yet, but, you know, Seattle could be a, a nice little matchup. But when it comes to a close matchup, I'm going to pick the guy who doesn't bail on a podcast. No one takes this. Not much to add from my side. Uh, I really agree with you. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I like. Devontae Adams and that whole Raiders offense looks like it needs to find some time to gel. Uh, Zeke on the bench right now for Busty McThunder. Listen, I love Josh Allen. I love Michael Pittman. I love Saquon Barkley. I love Michael Thomas. Looks like he's shown out. And I love Trey Lance not playing in torrential downpour garbage-ass field. This one goes to Nolan. Yeah, not too much to add there. Indeed. Um, I think the only thing I'll say, looking at all the picks, we've all been unanimous except for the first matchup. So we're either going to be all very right or all very wrong for the second week. We'll do it together. We're all in this together. And uh, now that we've got that finished, I think we're done. Although I do, I think I hear a sound. Is that Oh my god, there's a pigeon in my room as there always is when we record this. And attached to its leg is a scroll. <gasps> in fact, several scrolls. Now, uh Mike, you mentioned that you might have some stuff for this. Uh do you want to go ahead and take it or I have a, a couple uh questions that I received throughout the week as well. I've only got uh, one question here, which is actually a question from last week. We just ran out of time. And uh, we wanted to, to take the time to gather some more information on this question, actually. Neville asked, uh, long time since hearing about Jimmy. Is he getting his life together, or is he spiraling out of control? Um, if you listen to Scotch and Sports, you know that Jimmy's life is continuously spiraling out of control. We don't know what or how to control it, or what we can do to control it. Uh, we're just hoping for the best. Um, he slides us stats every now and then, but they're through DMs. We haven't seen Jimmy in months. He's obviously monitoring us through these Zoom calls, um, but other than that, yeah, we don't know. Jimmy could be uh, could be in Hawaii, could be in Jamaica, could be in somewhere less glamorous like North Korea. So that that's that's my theory. The other thing that I will quickly add to, um, and and Mike is completely right about all that, but uh, also. Um, I will say without giving too much away that witnesses are not allowed to comment on ongoing court cases. And so please, while we appreciate your questions, don't expect succinct, full, detailed answers. As much uh, I cannot comment at this time. Exactly. Yes. Uh, that's, that's professionalism right there. Um, I had, I had one, um, fairly long question, um, and it was in reference to uh, you, Mike, last week referenced um, the Fuckboy Bowl, uh, which I believe was mm-hmm. between Cur- Curtis and Suds. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, and so we didn't really discuss that Suds did, in fact, win that match, um, the Fuckboy Bowl. Uh, and I noticed that Curtis is now called Fuckboy, um, and Suds noticed that as well. And Suds is curious what the fuckboy bowl meant therefore because suds kind of thought that he would then become the fuckboy and then it could be taken from him the next time he played curtis or the next time he lost a match or maybe he's fuckboy till the end of the year he just kind of was excited about being involved in the fuckboy bowl and this is all i'm 
this mm -hmm. is word for word the message that he sent and scrolled on the pigeon carrier. And so he's just curious as to why you, the podcast, uh, all of us would um, create something so monumental and then not follow up at all. So I guess uh, I question. don't necessarily think mm -hmm. that I should answer that. So maybe you should yeah. as the one who introduced it. Yeah, um, totally. I, I don't disagree. What the? It was more of a like you know a fuck boy bull because you guys are just like you're the fuck boys of the league. We can't deny that. Um, there was no stipulation of would it become your name for the rest of the year. I think that became a came about because Curtis didn't pay a bet. Now, what I will say is I absolutely love the idea of the um like what do they say the belt? Is the it belt? Yeah, exactly. so the belt in the NFL. So I guess the Bills would have the belt right now, right? Um, yeah. I do love that concept of, you know, you are the league's fuckboy outside of Curtis's name being labeled. No, uh, Suds is, Suds is, uh, Suds beat him. <laughs> Sorry. I beat him. Yeah. Apologies. Sometimes you guys, you guys are very close friends, so it's hard to, to not mix you guys up at times. Um, for so, St. Patrick and stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for the Suds to become the fuckboy till he loses again, um, and then see who is crowned the fuckboy champion at the end of the year. I quite liked that idea and didn't think of it till Suds brought this very intelligent question to the podcast. Um, but I am happy to institute that and follow this through on this podcast to the end of the year, knowing it has nothing to do with Curtis's name and that other bet. Of course. And I think uh, Suds did not clarify that in his question, but I, I uh, will speak for him and we can clarify it later if it's not this case. But I think Suds is fine with Curtis being named fuckboy of the team, but the fuckboy being the belt, I think... Uh, I think any of us would want to have that title, have that belt. So um, if we're uh, happy to continue with that, then I think uh, Suds' question is fully answered. Jay's got a lot to say about that topic. As, as a commissioner, I cannot comment at this time. Well, all right now. I, as a host, uh, always listen to the end of the podcast uh, that I record and am very aware of how I always sign off the podcast in the same way. So I think we're done for the, for the evening. And let me just sign off in that regular way that I always do by throwing it to you guys. What are we looking forward to uh, in week two? And uh, just sign off before we, uh, before we close forever. Gentlemen, as commissioner, uh, uh, let's keep up the sportsmanship. Let's have a good week, too. Uh, I'm excited for some some hotly contested matchups. Uh, excited for some bets to be made. Haven't seen too many bets recently. Feel free to get some of those out there. Um, but let's have a good football this week. And look forward to, to chatting to you all uh, uh, next week in the week three edition of 390 Millionaires Podcast. Yeah, well said. Not much to add. Um, I do agree. Let's make some bets. Let's get, let's spice some things up out there. Uh, Howell, can you let Suds know that I want to make some bets this week with him um, among various things? So pass that along. Yeah, I will definitely pass that along. And I have a prediction that he's uh, going to comment on the fact that we have not been, uh, you guys have not been keeping up on your bets very well. So we need to amend that too. Anyway, if there is nothing else to add, that's all we have. Thank you for listening to Scotch's 390 podcast. Bye.